Well, good morning, Chester Level. How are you guys today? Blessing free week for a day after Christmas. Well, what happened? I mean, I leave for three years. You guys tear the house up. It doesn't look the same. And I mean, I just don't know what to say. Jill and I got here early today and uh, the doors are locked. I've never remember not getting into this building. And so I'm tugging, I'm tugging. And next thing I heard, the church bells were ringing. I said, well, you guys got an awesome doorbell. And I'm like, we got here. And I was like, well, praise be the Lord. It is good to be back home, but it's more important for us to be here as a body of Christ. And uh, I'm here to encourage you guys today through the scriptures and through what Jesus Christ has done through you guys and through many seeds and many generations that has planted that made a huge difference in people, not just in Chestnut Level, not just in Corville, not just in, in this Mario. We're talking around the world. And uh, talking about around the world, I want to especially welcome the people online right now, the people who are Zooming. And uh, I'm pulling a fastball on you guys at Chestnut Level. I've been in ministry for over 35 years. This is my home. There are people who say, what about this country church? Well, right now, people are watching you from the Bahamas. We're watching you from Charleston, from the Carolinas. So my people out there watching online, this is my home church. This and these people are the ones that influenced me to be the missionary Sean and I are. And we praise God for this congregation. And the great thing, guys, about the electronic world right now, the gospel is preached everywhere. And it got good and exciting. But let's go to God of prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for all the blessings you've done. We thank you for this church, this congregation, and for all the faithful saints. Speak through me now that your words be my words and help me to share the gospel in a possible way. In your name we pray. Amen. Today's scripture lesson is a verse. Everyone, it's El Luke. One of my favorite scripture lessons. Imagine that. It starts out in Luke. It goes as follows. And feel behind the stream, you can follow me up. And it says, do not be afraid. He said, I bring you the most joyful news announced, and it is for everyone. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born tonight in Bethlehem. How will you recognize him? You ever that question thrown at you before? How will you recognize the Christ child? It says from here, you will find a baby wrapped in a blanket, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God, glory to God in the highest heavenly saying, and peace on earth for all those pleasing him. Peace on earth. Where is the peace? What is going on? How do we get to the peace? And why is the world in such a turmoil? When you go to the gospel, when you go to the scriptures, you're going to understand there's a great formula that shows you how to get peace in your life and to learn how to apply peace in your life. Our family loves doing fun things during Christmas. We thought, Sean and I, several years ago, thought we'd do the ultimate family vacation. We decided to take Sean's grandparents, her mother, myself, 
to Vermont to see her sister who was living in Vermont. It was supposed to be a peaceful Christmas vacation. God had a different plan. And um, words from this pulpit I cannot describe, so you can, all that, you can fill the blanks on that one. Uh, it was the trip from somewhere else. <laughs> we took off, and number one, I shall brief about the family. Both elderly people, mother having breathing problems, uh, I just had surgery done to my shoulder, so my shoulder wasn't working. Shula was the only healthy person with us. It was so bad, we rented a U-Haul trailer just to pull the medical equipment behind the van. <laughs> so off we go. Everything's doing fine. It was a 19-hour trip. We get up there. We get through Pennsylvania, no problem. We get up there, we get to New York. Shula's grandmother, who has old-timers, has never said anything, for years, all of a sudden say, I hear something. Or we're like, you can't hear nothing. You haven't heard anything for 20 years. It's like, and all of a sudden, Shul's mom is like, yeah, I hear something too. It's like, we've got another eight hours. We're not stopping, we're going forward. Well, about five minutes later, I felt the van go like this, <laughs> and the wheel flies off the U-Haul trailer. <laughs> Seriously? So now, I pull into the side of the road, here it is, wheel gone, we're in snow, and we're like, oh great, no lug notes. But thanks to my brother Pete, he taught me a trick years ago, no problem, you just take them off the other wheel. They're like this, and you apply yourself to fix the issue. But in the process of all this, a police officer came, and it's funny, preachers were always in police issues. Blue lights come on, they come up and they say, can we help you? Well, in the process, he looks in, Shilla's mom's on oxygen, Shilla's <laughs> grandmom's, Shilla's changing her diaper, his first shot, here she is on the back seat with her diaper on, her granddad's urinating out the side of the truck and says, what do you want? It didn't get any better. The officer said, have a Merry Christmas, <laughs> and left us. Where's the peace and all that? Where's the peace and all that? But praise be to God, we figured out this situation. We actually ended up going to Vermont. And peace did come on the trip. I learned an important lesson that week. Number one, peace is not a place where you go. It's not a material thing. Peace is a mindset. And that's the peace we had. It turned out to be a fantastic Christmas. Uh, I gave Shul a, a neat little ring afterwards, and it was just cool, but God had a plan, and we all got back together, and it turned out to be a wonderful, peaceful Christmas. Where's God's peace? Talking about God's peace, understanding Isaiah. I love what Isaiah said. It said, do you not know? God knows your troubles. He knows what you guys are going on. And what's so cool about that, he explains that he knows he doesn't get tired. He doesn't get worn out. And he gives us answers to our problems. I like the old saying, several years ago, uh, I was in a storm on board our ship, and it was a bad storm. It was a really, really bad storm. And we were fine. My anchor was set. But during that night, two boats drug anchor, 
ran the ground, and in the morning, one was up on the beach. And my friend Ron was the captain. And I walked over with the dinghy. Ron, what the world? The boat is up on the side of the beach. He lost his rudder. Anchors, sails, mass tailor. The boat's on its side, and it has a hole in it. And I said, Ron, Ron, dude, are you okay? Comes out with a cup of coffee. I'll never forget this. He said, could it be better? Could it be better? I said, your boat's ruined. What is going on? You can't be better. He said, Cap, it's not my boat. <laughs> Good point. Not my point. Not my boat. But you know what? Your problems, your worries, your biggest nightmares aren't yours. Because when that Christ child came to this world, he gave us deliverance away from all that. And one problem most people run into is they want to wrestle all this by yourself. You can't, and we cannot. It's not our boat. It's not our situation. It is God's situation. And what we've got to do as children of God is we've got to learn the word of God, and we've got to apply it. I love what dad always used to tell me. He used to say, son, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. When you understand the knowledge of the gospel and you're able to apply it in your everyday life, you will be absolutely amazed what's going on. Well, Bible talks about peace, and I'm going to go to one of my favorite scripture lessons, but talks about peace. And there's a secret combination out of Philippians that talks about peace. Number one, I'm going to skip down. It says in 4.7, if you do this, you will experience God's peace. Do what? What's he talking about if you do this? And it says God's peace is far more wonderful than a human mind can understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest. You where that peace is? The key word? Trust the Lord. When your life gets torn upside down, you've got to learn to trust God. You've got to realize you can't do this stuff on your own. God has the power to fix our problems. We have got to trust him. And that trust is not an easy thing to do. But understand the knowledge. How do we do this? Well, let's talk to the word top 4-4. I love that. Philippians 4-4. You can never go wrong. Always be full of joy. Whoa, 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 joy? Are you nuts? How, don't you know what's happening in the world? Oh, yeah, I know exactly what's happening. You, you think I got skinny like this because I was taking care of myself? <laughs> Try being quarantined on an island for a year without no food and water. Yeah, there's a lot of joy in that. Um, but it says rejoice, and all things rejoice. It says let everyone see that you're ready for this. You are unselfish and considerate and all you do. You know what that comes down to? If you want peace, you need to love people. You need to love people where people are at. Be considerate, be kind. Don't worry about anything. Oh, I hate that word. Don't worry about anything because why? Isaiah, he sees all what's going on. And remember, it's not your boat. It's not your boat. It's not your boat. Pray about everything. Tell God your needs, and don't forget to thank him. 
And then when you experience peace, we're talking about Thanksgiving. You know what Thanksgiving is? Praise. Praise, praise, praise. And what's one thing? When I come home, it's so good to see you all. It is good to see you all. The seeds that you guys have planted in my life and the seeds you plant so many other people brings praise to God. When you start praising God, things certainly start to change and things go on. And you skip down to the Bible and say, it's, it's a mindset. It's your thought thinking. Fix your thoughts. One of the things I love to do back home is visit the sick and shining. I get that from my father. Uh, people have been nursing homes, bedridden, and ridden wheelchairs. And I go there and I pray with them, have a good word. This one particular man I went to see, his wife's been bond in the wheelchair, what, seven years, sure? And uh, his name's Mercer Roy. I come up there, Mercer Roy, is there anything I can pray for? Yeah, I'll pray for this and all like this. And he got ready to go and I always will hold her hand and pray for her, pray for peace, pray for guidance. And we got ready to go. So I got up and all of a sudden we heard this commotion behind me. This woman jumps out of her wheelchair and there's a mouse. She kills this mouse and it flops right back down her wheelchair. It's like, and Mercer Roy's like, she hasn't moved in 20 years. <laughs> it's a mindset. It's a mindset. What's on your mind? What's up here? Your actions will always follow your thoughts. What's up here is what's going to happen out there. Fix your thoughts. And the next thing comes to what do we believe in? What do we believe in? Romans, Romans, Romans. Doesn't get any more clarity about talking about our faith statement. In Romans, it talks about it's by believing that a man becomes right and by telling people what God has done. You know, one of my favorite Christmas stories is Polar Express. So y'all love Polar Express. And when that little boy finally gets a hold of that bell and he says, I believe, I believe, I believe. And all of a sudden, the bell rings. Isn't that what our faith should be about? All these years, we've been here, you're in a Christian community, time and time and time again. What do you believe? What do you believe? What do you believe? And then all of a sudden, you grab it and you trust God. And you hear and you know. Now, I stand in front of you. Most of you guys do know me. There's a lot of people who don't have a clue who I am. Being born and raised here was a really neat thing. But I'm going to throw a little bit of mud around here because you got to remember, I went to Solanco. Nothing bad, nothing good. But Solanco, if you weren't a jock, you weren't nothing. And Solanco, if you couldn't read and write, you were put in special ed and you were called a fool. When you were in Solanco, if you couldn't talk, you were an idiot. That was me. You imagine what I like my entire life. I was told, dumb, stupid Bruce, you're not, never going to be successful. That's what I heard. But you know what? God was telling me something else. It blows my mind that the Lord gives us the opportunity to preach throughout the gospel everywhere. People say, oh, man, what college you go to? Why you go up there and say, I went to the college of God. Not like that. He delivered me from dyslexia. He delivered me 
from speech development. He delivered me from brokenness. Years and years and years, he came through. And you know what? It wasn't my boat. It wasn't my boat. I had believe, I had trust, and I had to apply in all things. Praise God. And it's really neat how God took this together and he made it happen. Well, when you go back to Romans, when it talks about how and what do you believe, the next on the very bottom man talks about evangelists. Evangelists is what we do. Evangelists is what you guys do. And it's powerful. And I love it when it talks about how would people know? Well, we got to send someone. Well, that person's got to hear the word. And it goes right down the line. How do people evangelize people? And I'm so proud of the congregation of Chestnut Level Church. John, I am so proud of you. And I praise the Lord for you being, you know, guys, you don't know this. As a pastor, every minute up here talking, oh, it's at me, I have a big mouth. It's at least 45 minutes of study. In the middle of COVID, your leadership, throwing ideals out, reaching out to people. Y'all, you don't realize how blessed you are to have a strong leader. And he's single. I have a spouse. My dad had a wonderful wife. And that's a heavy burden. And we pray for you, brother, all the time. Eric, in the back, your music team is unbelievable. And I tell you, I have the opportunity. I speak to congregations over the country. Uh, and it's unbelievable. They're choirs. But you know what? My little local choir right here, your praise team is amazing. You know why? Because most of the time, you guys, you believe what you're singing. You can feel it. The, 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 the people, Janet, you're playing the organ all the time. The people, Peggy, in the office, the congregation together. And I, I say, neat how God works. In the middle of COVID, when the whole world shuts down, you know what Trestle Devil is doing? Restoring his house. You tell me that's not a gospel in a nutshell. When the world is shutting down, remember when I talked to you guys during the fundraiser? My message was, prepare for rain. Prepare for rain. Who knew the whole world was going to shut down? You know what? You guys prepare for rain. And I look at this beautiful, beautiful building. That, guys online, that is where I get it from. Faith, 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 division. I love the Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. You guys have vision. Done like that. You guys have outreach ministries. You guys are going out doing things for absolutely amazing. I look, Pete, you're such a saint. Pete Smith has helped me so many times. I'm mechanical problems, a beautiful wife. Paul Riss, the boat would never have been done if it went for Paul Riss. Neat story. Roger Brown, are you guys ready for this? So when COVID hit, we were locked down on the boat and I was gone. My crew, even my crew was gone. I had three people on the boat. It takes eight people to run. And there was a community that needed some help. We were calling a medical, uh, a medical call. And John, I know you know this. It was a 90-year-old woman who had bad, really bad teeth that need to be extracted. I called Roger Brown. And I said, Roger, you're going to see I'm calling from the Bahamas. I call him. And he told me exactly what to do to extract these teeth. <laughs> and it did down like that goes you know and what was the cool part about how that worked is this since that happened that community accepted us so during the whole lockdown we were there well that led to another opportunity next thing you know we were in charge of that entire we were working side by side running the clinic we we're doing construction we, we were making water we were security because of one phone call from one person to tell me what to do from this congregation opened up a door 
to a whole opportunity to do ministry. I don't usually like to toot my whistle, but I want to tell you something else. Because of this congregation, because of what you guys have done in my life, you know how many people we have affected in our ministry we know about? 21,000 teenagers have been out with us. You hear what I just said? 21,000 teenagers have been exposed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where did that come from? Here. Where did I learn that from? Y'all. That's Southern, because you don't know. That's y'all. <laughs> God is good. And God is working through each and every one of y'all. Guys, you don't dare let Satan get a foothold in your life when things go downhill, when trouble is wrong. He knows. He cares. One of the most challenging times in our life, this old way, you know, it's easy. You work and live in the Bahamas. Yeah, it's fun, but you have no idea what we go through there. You notice there's none of my family members that <laughs> stay in our business. It's a tough job to be out there. 2001, remember 2001 for the Dunham family? You guys might not remember that. In three months, we lost our entire family. Mom, dad, chillest mom, grandma, grandparents. And for the grand finale, her sister ODs. Okay, preacher. So about death, that's how you live it. But you know what? When you believe in that child right there and what Christmas morning brings, you know without a doubt where they're at. And it's not easy. But you know what? God has chosen us to tell the good news about his son and gives you the power and the knowledge when times go hard, you can get through it. And he will give you the peace. He'll give you peace that get you through. One last point. Share it. Share it. And that's a joke in Bahamas. During lockdown, where everything was really hard. You remember, there was no freight running. And, now, and there was nothing going on anywhere. And a, an Episcopal preacher came up. And he, he, his message was, we've got to share Share it, share it, share it. Try not to be a commercial, try not to be a song. If you YouTube it, it's a pretty funny watching this free. Share it! It's just screaming from Nassau and down. And the whole community got the point and they started to share it. And that's our challenge to you guys today. Share it, share it. Have you all seen the Chosen series? And if you're not, you all need to watch Chosen. It's amazing. One of his biggest points are we've got to tell them. We've got to tell them. We got to let the world see the gospel live in us. One of my favorite scripture lessons comes back out of Peter that talks like that. For we are chosen to tell of God's marvelous acts that has pulled us out of darkness into his marvelous light. You imagine that? Each and every one of you guys are chosen to tell God's great acts of grace, love, and mercy. He pulls us out of darkness, and I love how your message was on Friday night, into light. Light is amazing. Light is good, and God will give you the peace and the passive understanding. Trust, praise, worship, believe, and apply. Christmas is always an amazing season for me, but the biggest mistake I see most churches do 
is this. When it's all on and over, when everything's done and finished, you know what they do? Jesus stays in the manger. Never keep Jesus in the manger. You need to take him out, give him, share him, exclaim him, love the other people. This is the gospel for the world to know. If we want to change this world, we need to get Jesus out of the manger, keep passing on. And something neat, you know what's underneath the manger? When you open it up, open it up. You guys, you guys are the reason he came here. He, you guys are the reason he died for us. You guys are the reason. Isn't the Christmas great? And God loves you guys. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this congregation. We thank you for all the joys of the Christmas season. We just want to lift you up right now in praise and worship, thanking you for all which you have done. We thank you for the ability to share the gospel. And we love you and we praise you. And sharing the gospel, guys, amen, you're going to find out there are books at the pew. These books are for you guys. They're called the Chips of Life. What we do, anytime we get in comments with people on board the boat, we give out Chips of Life, which is just from John Herr, which, thanks to Paul Riss, told us about. And every kid that comes on board the boat, boat gets this book and another book called God's promises and it will change and help you in your life so please grab one of these books there are any previews if you need more we got dozens and by the way this is part of what done the ministries goes to is buying literature we used to hand out to kids and people so take them read them study them and apply them all right